Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, listeners. From home or on the road, catch a favorite story. You are listening to Catch the Story. The podcast where in each episode we bring you great stories told by dear storytellers. I'm your host, Lucia Matuonto, and it's time to catch the story. Our first guest today is Angela Page. Angela is a multi-talented individual who wears the hats of a writer and film producer. There's a Dead Girl in My Yard by Angela Page and Mia Altieri. Meet Poppy, a struggling actress who self-tapes her auditions for commercials, including eco-tampons, a vegan sedative for kids under five, and a role as a serial killer. Poppy is packed and moving into a guest house in Topanga Canyon. Lily, who owns the property, is upset. Poppy arrives a day early. Poppy witnesses a burial of an urn in the yard and a champagne reception with Lily and others in formal wear. A tree is planted on top of the urn. Lily, a model, asks Poppy to mourn or manage the burial site of Dahlia, a deceased health guru and Cuban emigre who has a large following. The Dahlia fans on WhatsApp and Facebook groups will want to visit the site and Poppy should let them in. Poppy hesitates until Lily offers her a discount on her rent. The Dahlia fans inundate Poppy with daily requests to visit the tree over the urn and just show up at the main gate. Poppy finds the late Dahlia's designer clothes and accessories still in the guest closet. The clothes and shoes fit Poppy and she wears them to auditions. She finds a driving license of an Edis Ortega in a crocheted handbag along with a pistol. Strangely, every time Poppy wears Dahlia's clothes to an audition, she gets the part, but never when wearing her own clothes. Poppy has a Zoom audition with a 60-something director and ex-soap star, Olmo. He takes a fancy to Poppy and asks her on a date. She declines. Poppy's talent agent, Holly, tells her to go on a date with Olmo as he was a big deal and probably has a lot of contacts. The fans plan a birthday party to honor the dead girl in the yard with chanting, incense, and drumming. Before the party, Romero, Dahlia's ex-husband, arrives to honor the dead. He begins speaking about how much he loved Dahlia and insults her and desecrates her burial site by peeing on it. Poppy ushers Romero inside the guest house to avoid any reaction from angry Dahlia fans. Inside, Romero recognizes a framed sketch on the wall. He says he drew of Dahlia. But at the bottom of the sketch, Poppy notices to Edis, Con amor, Cardoso. What? Poppy's agent, Holly, visits and is appalled at the sight of the crazies having a birthday party for the dead girl. Holly recommends to move out like yesterday. The fans set up a screen in the yard to view Dahlia's health YouTube videos. They exchange stories on Dahlia's healing powers and potions. 
Some fans are putting mud from around the tree on their faces as a mask, not knowing what Romeo had done earlier. Poppy surprises them all wearing one of Dahlia's dresses from the videos. The fans are shocked. Dahlia is invading and destabilizing Poppy's life. Poppy is alarmed when she thinks she hears Dahlia's voice in the closet. She FaceTimes Lily asking her, who is Dahlia, who is Romeo, and all these weirdo fans? Everyone is super sketch and I'm about to resign as your mourner manager. But Lily offers Poppy more discount of the guest house and reveals Dahlia is her half-sister. Dahlia's final illness was tragic and she promised the Topanga Canyon property to Lily. After the birthday party for the dead girl, a U.S. Marshal, Blom, arrives at the main gate looking for Romero. Blom visits the burial site and seems wistful. He leaves but asks Poppy to alert him if Romero returns. He casually mentions he is the handler of Dahlia and Romero while they are in witness protection program. Poppy is even more frightened than ever. Omo arrives with takeout food as the guest house for their date. Omo claims he gets recognized too much at restaurants and disturbed all during the evening. Remembering Poppy's need for only pale-colored food, he opens the boxes to prove it. Omo also wants to run lines and he wants Poppy to play opposite him in his short film, Henna's Revenge. While they read the script, Blom arrives with a crew and announces they're digging up Dahlia's urn and confiscating it. Something's not right, Blom questions Poppy on whether she had any contact with Dahlia before moving in. Poppy is frantic and calls Lily but no response. But later, a text offering her even more discount on the desk house if she hangs on as mourner manager. Now, in a New York restaurant, Carrico, a middle-aged Dahlia, argues with her much younger Dominican husband, Acer. He was caught in a menage a trois with other men, and Dahlia mentions separation. And she reveals she's dying of cancer. She will move to Topanga Canyon and is signing over all the business to him. Dahlia instructs Acer to continue money laundering as usual and stop the stripping and lap dancing. Dahlia is returning to her first love, healing potions, and a santera and spiritual healer. Poppy tracks Dahlia's website selling potions. Her YouTube channel appears active. She shows Holly and they call the toll-free number to order product. Who's maintaining Dahlia's business? Lily texts that it could be her widower, Acer, and says she will contact Poppy as he's looking to take her jag. Acer texts Poppy and wants to take Dahlia's jag with him. He visits the guest house and the burial site. He recalls on how he met Dahlia in a Miami hospital. Dahlia was almost assassinated by a Colombian cartel and saved by a switch of hospital bracelets. Poppy recalls being in the same hospital around the same time. Poppy is deeply attracted to Acer, Dahlia's husband. Acer performs a lap dance for Poppy until he starts crying, missing Dahlia. Poppy shoots a bad horror short with Olmo, Henna's Revenge, and Olmo reveals that he only that he financed the short to be with her. They eat at a restaurant, and no one recognizes Olmo. Blom, the marshal, makes an impromptu visit to the guest house and reveals the ashes in Dahlia's urn are not human. He hands Poppy her hospital bracelet from Miami. He's convinced Poppy is involved with Dahlia and her gang and interrogates her. Poppy chants, get out of my orbit, in the closet, surrounded by Dahlia's clothes. 
Poppy gets a role in a series but gets fired after a public scandal. She revealed on social media, kale is not pale and refuses to eat it. Holly dumps Poppy as a client. Omo consoles Poppy and surprisingly they have great sex. Omo breaks up with Poppy as he thinks he's too old for her and they should stay friends. Poppy doesn't mention to Dahlia the fans the urn is gone and removes the crime scene tape. The fans have a six-month death celebration where many refuse to believe she's really dead. Blom returns during the celebration and is even more suspicious that Dahlia or her surrogates are still operating illegally. Poppy reveals that envelopes arrived marked for Romero and Acer. Blom opens the envelopes and finds large six-figure checks for each of them and with a note encouraging them to go into business. Blom recognizes Dahlia's handwriting. Poppy, Poppy's phone dings. A new Dahlia video has dropped on YouTube. Is she alive? They can't tell where, where the video was shot. Lily returns and explains that Dahlia had a mission to find Poppy and make her stay in the guest house. Dahlia felt that she owed Poppy for saving her life. Blom reveals that the main house and guest house are in Poppy's name. Lily is furious as Dahlia promised the property to her. Poppy points out that she was being charged rent for her own property. Blom's informed that if the Panga property was bought with laundered money, the government will seize it. And by the way, Lily, Dahlia is not your half-sister. Fake DNA was entered in the system for Dahlia as part of the Witness Protection Program. Blom tells Poppy about Dahlia and Romero's story and when they were Iris and Cardoso Ortega. He speaks with nostalgia about Dahlia's success with her botanica and how she was the preferred santera for Miami Narcos. Cardoso, now Romero, was a promising young Cuban artist. Blom retells on how the couple were double-crossed by their own families and destroyed their lives, ending up with new identities and witness protection. Blom is and was obviously in love with Dahlia. A mysterious and frail woman texts Poppy and asks to see the tree and burial site. As Poppy greets her at the gate, she wonders if she's really Dahlia. The woman mentions the ashes are her doggy dill, but sent the urn to Illy to be buried. Poppy is furious with Dahlia for embroiling her in her criminal antics. Dahlia kindly asks Poppy to return the crocheted handbag. Blom appears with other marshal deputies and tells Dahlia she violated the WITSEC, Witness Protection Program, conditions, and she's guilty of money laundering. Poppy returns from the guest house with a crocheted handbag with the pistol and hands it to Dahlia. Blom pleads with Dahlia to surrender and reminds her of their mutual admiration. Dahlia takes out the pistol from the handbag and tussles with Blom. The other deputy marshals swarm the yard and trample the burial site. Poppy is reeling from Dahlia's manipulation and crime web. She turns to Omo for solace. He admits he's very attracted to her and also wants her to get back working. Omo is cast in a new series and wants Poppy to audition for a supporting role. Poppy self-taped a monologue imitating Dahlia and retelling her life story. The producers are impressed and Poppy gets the part. Chapter 1, Poppy 1.0 just after I moved into the guest house, they buried a dead girl in my yard. That's when my life turned upside down and inside out for the second time. The first time was when the doctors rearranged my colon. I was thrilled to move into the Topanga Canyon guest house, a boho chic area north of Los Angeles. I knew about Topanga from growing up in the nearby San Fernando Valley. Now, 
As a struggling, mostly unemployed actress, I was living in a shitty Hollywood neighborhood. Although it was a cute little bungalow, the environment was killing me. Dirty, filthy, hot, too much traffic, zero fresh air, noisy, and people living on the edge. Hollywood was no longer glamorous, and parking was a son of a bitch. Also, at age 46, I was done stepping over homeless people. Sorry, not sorry, as I deserve different and better, even though many times I had been on the verge of homelessness myself. The universe spoke when I met Lily Jin at a Hollywood acting workshop. She was exotic-looking and a mixed something, a 22-year-old gal and light Buddhist like me. I usually do just enough chanting to keep the demons and gremlins away for the day. Lily was wearing torn jeans over her long, model-like legs and a midriff exposing a flat, firm tummy. There was not an ounce of fat anywhere. Oh, to be 20 again and be able to eat, drink, smoke, and snort anything. That was several decades behind me. My five-foot-six lanky frame was getting flabby. Yes, even skinny people can get flabby. I was now in yucky perimenopause with the last of my overcooked eggs dropping into withering fallopian tubes and heading down through my dried-up hoo-ha. Luckily, at first glance, you can't tell this is happening unless you're airport security staff. My dirty blonde shoulder-length hair only needed a bit of henna to hide the gray. Angela's short stories have been published in a variety of magazines and anthologies. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Our next guest is Vania Skorik. Hello, everyone. I am a human rights lawyer, activist, and a mother of two. And I have a passion for writing. My stories um, are usually inspired by the conversations that I have with my very curious children who want to know about the issues they perceive around them. And I never really thought uh, I would use uh, writing um, as something to uh, capture those conversations. I was unsure if um, I have anything interesting to say on the paper. But my children continued asking questions and those questions were sometimes very difficult and they demanded very elaborate and careful answers. So I simply had to put it on the paper. I also decided to include the importance of activism in my writing because it's really something that speaks to me. I am an activist, lawyer, and I always look for ways to achieve positive social change. So I wanted to explain this in a child-friendly manner. Also to my children, 
but to anyone else as well. So I will now tell you a little bit about writing my first book based on a real question from my daughter. That book is called Tasha, a Little Activist. Let's hear the story. In the small cozy corner of our house, I sat down one evening with my daughter Tasha, a determined glint in her eyes. She had just returned from school, her face resembling an emotional storm. As she plopped herself on the beanbag chair, she exhaled with a sigh that seemed far too heavy. What's wrong, my love? I asked, my heart aching at the sight of her turmoil. Tasha looked at me, her brows furring in confusion. Mom, she began, boys in school said to me today that I shouldn't play soccer with them, that I should do something more girly. Why do they say that girls shouldn't do certain things? I knew these days would happen when the world would present my daughter with its less than bright face. I had anticipated it and I was both dreading and looking forward to this as a mom and as a human rights activist. Taking a breath, I gazed into her inquisitive eyes and I said, well, love, some people say that because they have learned it from others and sometimes they don't know any better. But let me tell you something that might help you understand why people like us believe in something called activism. Tasha's dad also joined us. Tasha's eyes lit up with curiosity and she scooted closer to us. So we began to tell her. In a time not so long ago, there were many girls and women who faced a similar situation just like you did today. And we wove the narrative that bridged the history with Tasha's everyday life. We told her about courageous women and girls who had fought for their right to vote this was a battle for equality that had taken place for a long time and is still taking place today. With each word, Tasha's imagination transported her to a different era where her question held great relevance. In my story, these women weren't just ordinary. They were superheroes. They didn't wear capes, but their superpower was even mightier, the power of free speech. These women organized themselves into groups, they gave passionate speeches, and they protested, all for the simple but very powerful idea that everyone should have a voice in shaping their future. As the story unfolds, Tasha's eyes sparkled with newfound understanding. She can see now how women had come together, just like her and her little friends at school, to challenge the questions, to challenge the premises and change the world for the better. It was a revelation that let her feel hopeful, a spark of inspiration within her and also powerful. So what can I do, Dad? Tasha asked, her voice filled with determination. Our hearts were filled with emotions and fear as we realized that this moment was exactly what we had hoped for but also knowing we need to thread carefully in explaining her. You, my dear, can also be a change maker and a superhero, Dad said, giving her a hug. You can stand up for what you believe, just like those brave women from our story. 
You can also use your voice to make a difference. Tasha nodded slowly, her young mind buzzing with the possibilities. With this renewed ideas and purpose, she embraced the fact that she too could be the part of the collective to make the world a fairer, more compassionate place. And so this evening ended with Tasha eager to learn more and more. With a smile, I kissed her and said, well, we'll learn together and we'll change the world together, one small, small step at a time. As I turned off the lights and left her room that night, I couldn't feel the moment that this was just the beginning of a beautiful journey for many more questions to come many more actions, many more explanations and empathy. I hope you really liked the story about what was the inciting conversation for my first book. My goal is to provide the children with the inspiration how they can make a better world without feeling lost. I invite all curious children to come with Tasha to find out more about activism. And that's all for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a story that you want us to catch, submit it on our website at www.relatable-media.com. Thank you for listening. And whether you are at home or on the road, we hope you catch this story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.